Question, are you being the person who God made you to enjoy for himself, for yourself, and for others? Cool question, cool podcast with a cool host. This is the Being Becky podcast with Becky Hennessy. Welcome to another episode of Being Becky. Thanks for taking some time out of your busy day to listen to the podcast. Today's topic is real special. It is discovering and stewarding a gifted child. And to help guide us through this subject is are my guests and my friends, Daphne McWhorter, the mom, and Elena Anale, the daughter. And so we're going to talk about um, how do you discover and steward a gifted child. Daphne, just tell me a little bit about yourself and your life. So I am the mother of Elena Anale, who is my amazingly gifted 12-year-old. She's She's been a gift from God for me. My calling in this earth is to be a mother. You know, we all have something that we say, this is my purpose and this is what I know I was put here to do. I was put on this earth to be a mom. That's it. You know, and I've been blessed and fortunate to run successful nonprofits. Um, I am her voice, bring back our girls where I work with girls that have been trafficked or assaulted on college campuses. Um, so I've dedicated the last 26 years of my life to that um, while still raising this wonderfully gifted child. Um, I have a passion for women, um, women's ministry called Freedom Chicks. And, you know, just just a heart for women and seeing them be better, show up in the world better, do better, heal and show up whole in the world. So it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey just being a mom and just raising Elena. And one of the things that I always tell parents, which is key in stewarding and raising a gifted child is knowing their love language, Mm. you know, knowing how to speak their language. You know, for me, um, Elena's love language is words of affirmation. So She's not into, oh, I got to have things or, you know, I need this or I need that or I got to go this place or I got to go that place. That's not her thing. You know, And when I learned that early on when she was maybe two or three and she had a whole meltdown Mm. and I didn't know what was wrong with her and she was working on something and she just couldn't get it right. So she had a total meltdown and it was at that moment that I learned her love language. Her love language was, it's okay. You got this. Mm. It's okay, baby. Mm-hmm. And so now as she's grown older and I'm watching her go through life, go through school, go through ministry, go through business, I know when she needs to hear, you got this, mm. or it's going to be okay, or we got it, you know, or whatever it is I need to say to her, I realize that her gifting that 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 those words of affirmation is what pulls her through so good and you're good at that that you're so good at that is she good at that elena (laughs) yes she is elena i'm so glad you're here elena is one of my favorite people in the whole world and i'm so glad that you're here with me today so you're 12 right and you graduated from high school just a few weeks ago Yes, I did. Not only did you just graduate from high school, but you enrolled in Arizona State University and you are now a student. Tell me the first time you knew that you loved space or you loved science. How did you know that you loved science so much? 
I knew I loved science because when I looked up at the stars mm. and that first time my mom took me to that astronomy night and I just looked through that telescope, I said, wow. And how old were you then that first time? At first, I thought I was like five. <laughs> yeah, you were like four or five. But I think I was around four. Yeah. So tell me, Daphne, as the mom, what made you take her to, as a four-year-old little girl, to a place with telescopes to look at the stars? What in the world would cause you to do that? She was always inquisitive. And where we lived in California, um, when we would go like to the upper desert, when it's dark at night there, it's like the most beautiful sight ever. And you could see the stars so clear. And so Elena would always just look up at the sky and stare at the stars and it, it was just like her thing and so I said to her I, I think she was like four I don't remember uh, four or five I said hey we should go to an astronomy night and you can look at the stars through the telescopes and her face just lit up so her first astronomy night ever was at the Temecula um, astronomy night and it was just one of the most amazing things ever because you know she looked through the telescope and she could just see space and just out just far out and it was at that moment that she was just like oh my god mommy like I want to work for NASA get um, out of here yeah she was like <laughs> had to be four or five she's like I'm, I'm gonna work for NASA one day and it was never I want to it's I'm going to mm. so Elena what's your goal with NASA my goal is to be the youngest to enter for NASA so good so good the other question I wanted to have for you, you started this thing called Brown STEM, S-T-E-M, girl, and I just figured it out that someone taught me that STEM stands for what? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Okay, so what does that mean, Brown STEM, girl? What are you doing with this program that you've started? Well, my program is to help other girls like me have opportunities in education in STEM. And so you really feel like there's a lot of other Elena's out there, a lot of other girls like you that really have a propensity and tendency to love science and technology. And what are some of the things that the Brown STEM girl is going to be doing? Um, so under Brown STEM girl, there's also the Brown STEM girl um, foundation in which um, July 1st opens up the scholarship season. So she's created this, extremely prestigious scholarship season for girls of color and STEM in the U.S. And it will open July 1st and close September 1st. And it will award a four-year scholarship to a girl of color that majors in STEM. And so that's really cool. And then that's so cool. Yeah. And then under um, her scholarship foundation is what she calls Brainiac World. So it's this whole world of girls that are just like her, um, and you'll have to go through, you know, an interview process. You know, you'll have to basically get vetted. And that whole process of sending in your your transcripts and letter of references. So it's a whole process. So she's looking forward to that. And what will they be doing together then? Um, so which kind of goes into her event, April 29th and 30th at the California Science Center she will be hosting Brown STEM Girl STEM in the City Day on that Friday. And then Brown STEM Girl STEM in the City Day Disney on Saturday. That Friday night will be the gala for her sponsors and for her Brainiac Girl girls 
they will have a pinning ceremony Wow! and be inducted into this whole world of girls just like them. And then the scholarship um, winner will be announced at that time. So good. So you might even be giving scholarships and uh, pulling in a lot of girls that are older than you. You're going to be mm-hmm. like their leader, right? <laughs> but there's going to be girls. An army. <laughs> yes, an army of STEM Brainiac girls. I love it. I love it. I love it. Why is that important to you, Elena? How would you put that in words? Why is it important for you to give this opportunity to other other girls? I did my research and it is mostly what you would call it's mostly men, men who have like, say, the education for the jobs at NASA. So when I looked into it, I was saying, well, where's the girl groups at? Mm. So when I thought brown stem girl, I said, it's a group of girls who are going to empower other girls with the opportunities of STEM. So good. This reminds me of that movie. What's the name of that movie? Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. <laughs> yes. Was that like one of your favorite movies? Yes. It, from the first time I saw it, I said, I'm going to be just like Katherine Johnson. There you go. I believe that too. I, when I realized what, what you were doing with your life, I'm like, that's Hidden Figures. Only She's only 12. And so they really did break some barriers for for you, didn't they? There were some women who have gone ahead of you, even though you're going to break some barriers for others. But there were women who broke the barriers of women of color who mm-hmm. entered into the science fields and, and did incredible things, right? So yeah. that's pretty cool. I sent you a, a thing I uh, not too long ago with a picture of some African-American astronauts, right? There's like yeah. four or five of those women. So, I mean, there are some women who have really been courageous and I'm excited for you to get to, to do that. So- Here's a personal question, Elena, okay? I need to ask you this because this is it. I want to know this. <laughs> what part has God played in your life? God has played a very huge role in my life, always walking by my side and making sure I'm on the right path. So when I say, hey, God, am I supposed to be working with you or should I do this instead? He always knows what path I'm supposed to lead. Daphne, everybody who's listening here wants to know, as a mom, what did you do to see this and to develop this? Like, I mean, obviously you're this amazing mom that you learned her love language at a real young age. But um, what would you say to other parents about how to find their child's giftings or their love or their specialties, the thing that they're going to thrive in? What would you say to them? I would say the first thing is, again, knowing your child's love language, um, knowing to speak the language that your child speaks. Because above all, when you know how to speak that language, you know how to nurture their gift. So if you know your child, you know, they, they, their love language is words of affirmation or their love languages. They need hugs. They need touch. You know, knowing at what moment your child needs what they need will help you nurture this whole person that you're, this little person that you're raising, you know, and then pay attention to their gifting. You know, you, you may see your kid play with Legos all the time. Like I did with Elena. She didn't throw Legos around the house. She played with them. She built things with them. Yeah. She, she organized them by color and by size. (laughs) And I started paying attention to that. So pay attention to what you see in your child and you say, Hmm, you know, 
okay, we're going somewhere with that. You know, it's it's a gifting. So it's paying attention to their love language, paying attention to the things that interest them. You know, we as parents, a lot of times we can be so, what's the word? It's, we want them to be what we feel like they should be. Mm. But I have been that mom that I've always had the open door, such a free spirited mom. Yeah. You know, and I don't say that lightly. So please hear me. I'm not saying just go let your child do anything, you know, (laughs) but and me being a free spirited mom, I've always, always allowed Elena that space to, you know, try different things. You know, she had one job that was to get good grades and show up in the world. And she's done that. Mm. You know, when she came to me and said, well, mom, you know, I want to try cheerleading. Okay, well, let's go try cheerleading. You know, and then in her trying cheerleading, I wasn't that mom that said, you're in cheerleading, you're going to stick with cheerleading. And that's it. Mm. Because they're a kid. You know, how long did cheerleading last for you, Elena? Two weeks. Two weeks. It lasted two weeks, but she is thinking about letting me go back. Okay. That's something you might want to do again. Yeah. And I know a passion for you when I met you was music. I mean, you wanted to be up there on stage with Naya Cotton. You got your um, headphones around your neck. You don't let them anywhere in off. So how important was music to you? And when were you willing to say, well, music's important, but science is even um, more important, but they both can play a role in your life. But tell me how important music was for you for a long time. I have been listening to music since I was five. Me and my sister would be huddled on the couch singing for who knows how long. And over the years, I just kept singing and my voice started to grow. What's the song you sang when somebody says, what else can you do besides be smart? And you started singing to them or something like that. Was that it? What's the song? May your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. And may your battles in the way they should And may your whole life prove that God is good Wow, come on everybody, Elena, <laughs> Anale. <laughs> so good, I'll bet you're going to be the first person at NASA that has a recording record at the same time <laughs> That's awesome. And that song, which is so crazy, has literally just become like her her life song. You know, when she's going through something, you know, the first thing that she always says, but mom, my life proves that God is good. You know, and so it's just it's the lyrics to the to the song that my life proves that that God is good. And she says that all the time. I love that. And I would think that that would be your life message for everybody that everybody's life if they would see it the way that you see your life proves that god is good right Mm -hmm. so good elena i love that so the um the legos things let's just go back to that (laughs) what are some of your favorite things you've built with legos over the years i built the taj mahal which took like 10 hours have you ever seen the taj mahal I saw it in a picture. Yeah. It looks huge. It is. I went there on a missions trip to India and we got to go see it. You have to go. You oh, have to wow. go see the Taj Mahal. It's incredible. When so. I looked at the, the building and I like, cause you can like detach it and put it back on. I was like, 
Are you sure you have no bedrooms in you? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. It's crazy. So you built the Taj Mahal. What else? And I built the Millennium Falcon. Wow. I actually wish they built like a real life size of it. Yeah. Just so like I can get inside of it. That would be because incredible. You can look inside of the Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? That's incredible mm-hmm. what they can do. All right, Daphne. Um, there are a lot of women who have not become moms yet, or they feel like, you know, this season in the li- their life, they, they would be a good mom, you know? And so the thing that was kind of surprising to me was when I found out that Elena was not necessarily your birth child, even though she's very much your child, always has been, always will be. And you've committed your life to um, being the best mom to her. But can you talk to us a little bit about foster care or adoption or, you know, how, how has that changed your life? I am like a huge advocate for children and for adoption. Um, and I, I jokingly say all the time to my, my close friends, you know, I suck at a lot of things. Being a mom is not one of them. So good. You know, and everybody has something on this earth that they're called to and they know that this is this is it and this is what my purpose is. Being a mom is what I'm called to. That's my purpose. And God gave me this amazing angel, you know, in the form of Elena. And it's been the greatest blessing of my life you know I've wanted more kids and couldn't have more kids and so when Elena came along I wasn't preparing for an adoption um actually well she knows I didn't even want kids at that time (laughs) and then here comes this little person that I just felt like I needed to nurture and I I just I, I just I, I can't explain it. It, it was, was a just, calling for you, right? Yeah. This is, she's called to signs and the, yeah. and, uh, the stars. You're, yeah. You were called to be Elena's mom. Yeah. I And I was, I was called to be her mother and she has been the greatest blessing ever. And so what I can say is, you know, if you're thinking about foster care, foster care for me, and I, I just have to be transparent, wasn't really my thing because I, I'm jokingly saying this, but I have attachment issues. So when you come back and have to take the kid back, yeah. I just, that, that was, that was not my thing. Cause you know, you have to know your boundaries. Right. I wasn't emotionally in a place where I'm like, I have a kid with me and then you got to take him back. That wasn't, that wasn't for me, you know, adoption that's forever. Mm-hmm. And I get to play some small role in a child's life that gives them hope, that gives them purpose, that gives them a future, you know. And so that's the most amazing part. So if you're considering adoption, do it. So good. Just just do it. So you're good. giving a child something that for the rest of their life, they'll be able to just look back and say, you know, I have a family. I have a home. So I good. have purpose. So the the word that's kind of used a lot, and I don't know if I'm supposed to use it or not, but the um, word is a single mom. Mm-hmm. You've done all this <laughs> as a single mom, right? Yes. Was was it hard? Was it easy? Um, it was absolutely hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would. I think it would be even hard being just married. You know, mm-hmm. um, as a single mom like I said before you just have to know that you're called Mm -hmm. you know what your calling is you know there wasn't always easy there are some women who are listening right now 
and they want to be a mom more than anything in this world, but they think that they have to be married to be able to be a mom. And you're saying that's not necessarily true. You don't. You know, I'm I am a single mom with the most amazing kid on the planet. Uh, and I did it all as a single mom. Yeah. You know, and you did good. People think, you know, you got to have a lot of money. You got to be rich. And, you know, Elena and I have been so blessed to just travel the world I mean, I've given her experiences over things and people are like, you know, they look at us. Oh, is she written? No, I just I, I know how to plan my life out. I'm mm-hmm. very organized. And, you know, when I want something, I just go for it and make mm-hmm. it happen. I love so that. as a single mom, go for it. You know, get around another group of single moms that can, you know, support you. Get around another group of married women that can also support you. I love it. You know create your tribe and love them hard Mm -hmm. and let them love you back and put that circle around you as a single mom. So good. I I've seen that with you. I've seen that at Elena's graduation that um, you do, you have some amazing friends and they've adopted Elena as, as their niece or their daughter. I mean, (laughs) I've done it. I've adopted Elena. (laughs) You have been family for supportive of Elena. And I appreciate that because we were talking, we always talk about you and I'm like, there's not really anywhere that you've not been lately that pastor Becky doesn't show her beautiful face. Yes, we're at the graduation to my birthday everywhere. So we're 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 grateful. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for you to be in in my life. And I just one we'll end on this. Tell me how God has played a role in your life. What 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 role has God played for you? God is everything. You know, He's the beginning and ending of everything that I do in my family, in my business. I don't do anything without talking to him. You know, I don't make one move without saying, God, should I do this? And my whole life, everything that we do concerning Elena's business, schooling, I don't make a move without first consulting him, Mm -hmm. you know, because every good thing is not a God thing. Mm -hmm. So what may look like something that's a huge opportunity for me or for Elena may not be a God thing and can totally detour your entire destiny yeah so you have to know that you know that you know that you hear him you know and seek him and stay in his face and in his presence so you've been on a lot of interviews since you became (laughs) this uh 12 year old high school graduate or i guess should say 12 year old college student (laughs) yeah um lester holt kelly and ryan good morning america pbs all all kinds of things. What was your favorite or what's the question that everybody asks you? What's the same? Do they all ask you the same things or? I always get the question of Legos. That's always a question (laughs) I get from my interviews. And I also get a question of how I came to love science and what's my dreams for NASA. Mm -hmm. So I comes to different interviews. I say something a little bit different because you want to have a life that's just not one thing, but so many things. So good, Elena. That's good. I love that. Maybe a lot of people would want to know, Daphne, how Elena was able to do this, graduate. And, you know, as a 12, 12-year-old, you had her in a school at Grand Prairie, but you also had her in the homeschool program. Is that correct? Or just how in the world was she even able to graduate from high school as a 12-year-old? What did you do? Well, she was homeschooled and she went to regular school at the same time. Um, she was actually pulled out of regular school for a minute because 
It just wasn't for her. You know, so that's another key thing is you also need to know your child's learning style. Every kid is not meant to be in a classroom. And I'm thankful that we live in a state where we have homeschool laws that protect us as parents um, in schooling our children because regular school just wasn't for her. You know, she's been teased, bullied, you know, she talks a certain way, you know, it just just it wasn't for her. So we started looking into other options and discovered that, okay, we're going to homeschool. You know, I talk to her. We communicate about everything. I give her a voice. You know, I don't just find something and throw it at her. Make the decisions without yeah. talking it through with her. That's so good. And some parents, you know, I, I'm not saying you have to have my parenting style because what works for me may not work for you. But in our house, that's just how we do things. Mm-hmm. We pray about it. We discuss it. I don't just as a parent say, you're doing this and that's it. I allow her to have a voice because I want to hear, you know, how she feels, what she feels, you know, is comfortable for her. So when we discovered, you know, it was homeschooling, we we've used different curriculums. We've world schooled and I'm on Jordan, you know, and she would just take her classes and zoom through the classes. And it was kind of at that moment that I was like, OK, um, we're going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. And. So while she was in middle school, she did high school and finished high school, just sped through all the work. Wow. So now she's she's in college at Arizona State University and and majoring in what are you majoring in? I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering, of course. <laughs> Going to build some more Lego stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, the favorite thing about Elena for me is that she listens to me and Jim our morning devos every morning. (laughs) I see brown stem girl pop up on the Instagram and I'm like, Elena, she's listening. And if, and if we don't put it on Instagram, if we just do a Facebook live, I am hearing from her like, where are you? Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. So I love that. I love that you're in our life. Huh? I said, I'm always there. You are always there. So thank you, Elena, for that. We love you. Uh, Jim and I love you. We're so grateful for you. And we just want to watch you soar and do great things uh, for God and through God. It's awesome. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for having us. To the Being Becky audience, make sure that you check the show notes for any links and follow-up information discussed on today's episodes. We'll have Brown Stem Girl information there and and the ways that you can follow Elena on um, social media and keep up with what she's doing. And if you enjoyed listening to our conversation today on podcast and you know others who might enjoy them as well, would you do me a favor and subscribe to the Being Becky podcast and then write a positive review. And finally, be sure to share a link to the podcast on your own social media. All of these actions go a real long way in promoting the podcast to a wider audience. Thank you so much. And remember... A new Being Becky episode is released every first and third Wednesday of the month. So keep an eye out for new content and conversations. Until next time, I bless you with the joy and the peace in knowing that you are loved.